Blog Talk Radio. background music going on. I told y'all. Shout out to Lena Jackson out of uh, somewhere in North Carolina. This right here is House of Blues. She's raw. She's really raw. Yeah. I got two North Carolina artists right back to back here. Billy Lee. You remember Billy Lee? Yeah. I'm super excited tonight, guys. Super excited. I told you the month of February, we had uh, like five, I think it's five, um, heavy metal and rock and roll artist yeah yeah got one tonight guys so i'm super excited i'm gonna talk long um i'm ready to start this interview with my guest this evening but i do need to let you know uh, what's going on for the rest of the week i didn't realize today was tuesday that's just how how crazy you know the real world that work life of mine has been i didn't realize we it was tuesday we were here last night right yeah with um Ty Fazo was here last night, hip-hop artist out of Brooklyn, was here last night. And so on Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have urban fiction author V. Cole is going to be here. Remember, he's that edgy LGBTQ author. I can't wait to pick his brain uh, just because he feels, you know, he's got a different spin on the urban fiction genre. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk to him. And then on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our annual anti-Valentine's Day show hosted by yours truly. And our co-host, Susan P. Newton, is back up in the house. And remember, guys, we have some uh, millennials coming in going to top it up with us and, you know, give us their perspective on relationships and, you know, uh, love and uh these young ladies, I, got, I think it's three young ladies, they're ready. They're ready. You know, they, they've got their little dialogue together. They're ready. And, and then we have some older gentlemen that are going to come in and give them some feedback and, you know, just give them their perspective on, on love, what they've gone through throughout their lives. You know, maybe offer some advice, you know, on how to deal with these knuckleheads. That they've been dealing with, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe some millennial dudes will chime in and be like, nah, nah, nah. That ain't how it really is. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to play it by ear. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, for those artists um, that are still needing the email address to submit your music for the Hate to Love Your playlist, uh, you can submit to Siobhan 
at indiefire at gmail.com. Don't send me your music, all right? Don't send me the music. Because if you send it to me, we won't make the playlist. I'm going to tell you now, <laughs> okay? My emails are flooded right now. So don't send it to me. Send it to Siobhan at indiefire at gmail.com. Almost gave the wrong email for her. Um, and in the subject line, just put uh, hate to love you playlist, all right? All right, if you cannot make them all, please, please, please do not miss them all. All right, I think that's all I got for you. That's all I got. That's all the announcements. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so let's jump right into my interview. Y'all crazy excited, guys. Let me tone this down. Tune this down, guys. Tune this down. Thank you. All right, so my guest this evening, why am I whispering? I don't know. You know, when you think of, like, rock and roll, you think of heavy metal, you think loud, like, right? I'm over here whispering. My guest this evening is Jeff Carlson of the Jeff Carlson Band. Jeff, Robbie Wolf, and bassist Corey Kay have been playing together since 1998 under the band name of Liquid Sky. In 2017, Jeff signed with Potomac Records and recruited Todd Turgeon on drums. Thus, the Jeff Carlson Band was born in 2018. After the fall of 2019, the label Potomac Records folded, and Jeff signed a new record deal with RFL Records in late December of 2019. In February of 2020, RFL Records released JCB's version of a remake of Foreigner's Jukebox Hero, featuring Tesla's Frank Harnon on lead guitar, along with Jeff's first single, Screaming Inside. In October of 2020, Jeff signed a new management deal with Nolan Hodges of MK Music to further JCB's career, along with getting an endorsement deal with Spectraflex Cable. In the short time that the band has been together, they have released two singles out on February of 2020, along with writing and recording a brand-new full-length album entitled Yesterday's Gone that will feature the great Mark Slaughter on lead guitar on a remake of Journey's La Da Da. The album will single entitled Fire, which will be out March 19th of 2021. They have shared the stage with the following heavyweight acts, Lita Ford, Bon Jovi Phil X and the Drills, Faster Cat, Bang Tango, Firehouse, Jack Russell's Great White, Tora Tora, along with three shows in early 2020 with Electric Radio Kings, Dizzy Pearl's Love Hate, and The Mighty Tesla, which will be rescheduled in 2021 with Tesla. Indie Fire listening audience, I present to you my very, very special guest, Jack Carlson of the Jack Carlson Band. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. That was quite the introduction. (laughs) You are so very welcome. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me this evening. You could have been anywhere, but you are here with me and my listening audience, giving so freely of yourself and of your time to share with us um, why it is that you love doing what you do. So, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. You bet. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think I have read the bio. I, I I think I may have skimmed over it. So I'm like, oh, 
all these big words, all these names. I don't think I recognize any uh, Bon Jovi. Uh, let me see. Oh, I hope I said that right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm a great reader. I'm a great reader. You've got some heavyweights up in this bio. Oh, Woo. oh my goodness. I feel like, um, you know, I questioned myself a couple of years ago and stopped doing this uh, when I had my first um, Emmy Award winning author um, and producer on the show. And uh-huh. when I was contacted by her assistant, and I thought at the time, I thought, you know what, no, you know, I've been doing, um, you know, podcasts and radio presentations for probably 10 years now. And I said to myself at the time, I thought, um, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is big. This is big for me. Like, her bio was, <laughs> you know, it was huge. That, that was big for me. And I thought, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. I don't know why they're contacting me. I'm not ready for this, you know. And it was an amazing interview. And, you know, like we talked before the show, I, I spoke with her before the show, and I, I had to ask her, you know, why me? And uh, the next day, she was actually going into Macy's with a product line, and and uh, she wanted to um, have my show, you know, be the introduction for her product line. And I thought, you know, why? And she said to me, you know, why not? And, and never doubt yourself and never question, you know, and, and at that point I, I stopped doing that. And, and after that, it opened the doors to, to so many different um, avenues and, and, and under, uh, you know, genres of music and, and different people. And, and I stopped, questioning, sure. you know, and then, and then I read, you know, like I spoke to you about corners of the sanctuary, I read their bio and then the um, artists that they've been on the stage with. And I read your bio and I say the same thing. And I, and I say, you know, wow, I just add that to my resume. Look, look, guys, you know, look. So, yeah, I wanna, I'm going to talk about these artists a little later, but, you know, I wanted to start from the beginning and talk just about Jeff Carlson, you know, just a little bit before we dive into the, the band itself. Um, as a little kid growing up, you know, um, at what point did you say, hey, I want to get into music. Music is my thing. You know, did you come from a musical background well, one day did you just wake up and say, you know, uh, I like the sound of this music, you know, I like the look of these artists, and uh, this is what I want to do. What was it That's like for you? That's a great question. Out? Well, uh, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so w- my mom took me to see Kiss when I was four years old, and Shortly thereafter, she took me to meet uh, to see a band called Black Oak, Arkansas. Now they were real big in the seventies. Um, the lead singer is a guy by the name of Jim Dandy Mangrum, and when I got to meet him, he was so personable and so just a wonderful guy, just a really cool, down to earth guy. But he had such a larger than life personality. David Lee Roth from Van Halen got all of his stage moves and his whole act from him basically he borrowed from him and so as a kid growing up to see that that was huge to me and that was the day basically I woke up and went that's what I want to be someday you know <laughs> and then growing up in the 80s I got to see Bon Jovi and I got to see a lot of you know Kiss every, I, I got to see a lot of big bands I got to see REO Speedwagon when I was uh, about 11 years old in front of 80,000 people in Memphis. Oh, and wow. that was huge for me. Yeah, that was huge for me. That was like, you know, life-changing type stuff, you know. So so you could say I, literally since I've learned to walk basically or, well, 
you know, as a small child, I, I wanted to be, um, in the music, you know, a musician. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my background in a nutshell right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. Mario Speedwagon. Yeah, I remember them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they were great band live. Yeah, I was naming out just some of the, um, you said the 70s and the, the 80s, so, so we we might be, uh-huh. you know, the same age bracket there. Um, but I was naming out some of the bands that I remember listening to, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and I forgot all about Ariel Speedwagon, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I understand well, Elvis you, Presley was you, huge for me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, I understand that you are on lead vocals as well as guitar. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. At what age did you begin to develop your skills um, as a singer and um, the passion um, well, for the guitar? I, I started off on guitar uh, when I was about 10 years old. Uh, my dad took me to see Ozzy Osbourne. And in Memphis there, and uh, and that was really cool. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I remember thinking, man, I want to be a guitar player, you know. And then I got about 14, I started really getting into vocal bands. I really started getting into Elvis Presley, and I loved the effect he had on, especially the female population on stage, you know, and how, yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how he, he had that, that, that inner charisma, man. He had his, he had really good mojo. You know? so that's something I always was in, in pursuit of. You know? It made a huge impression on me. So I started singing when I was 14 and um, I've had probably three or four vocal lessons and two or three guitar lessons. I'm basically self-taught. And um, really, I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in the Midwest um, in uh, West Plains in Springfield, Missouri. That's where I'm originally from. And um, and then I, I moved out to what to uh, Las Vegas in '97, uh, and um, been out here off and on ever since, you know. So. <laughs> now, now you have me thinking about um, watching videos, or I don't know, I wouldn't call them videos, but watching. Um, performances of Elvis and how, you know, women would just pass out. Um, oh, yeah. He would do yeah. that, you know, that little rock of his, um, that little wind-up of his, you know, that shirt half-button or off, you know, that run your fingers <laughs> through your hair, you know, yeah. on the side of his yeah. head. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he was. They didn't call him the king for no reason, you know. He, he, no, no. He, no, but he had it going not, on. And I think about it. Yeah, he definitely had it going on. And then I think about it, you know, how um, in the 80s, um, I, I think I went through this period in the summer. I came or I went down south to stay with my grandparents, and it was the late 80s. Um, and I, I went through this period of just listening to um like Guns and Roses. I, I I don't Guns and Roses I I don't know. I just had this thing for Guns and Roses and I'd cross over between like <laughs> Aha and Tears for Fears, you know, I had this thing for like George Michael mm-hmm. and um it was crazy but um 
these men had this, they had this look, you know, um, Aerosmith, mm-hmm. they had this look, you know, this, this certain yeah. sex appeal, you know, and they sold it <laughs> very well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. I was never really, now Kiss. I was never really into them. I don't know the face thing. I I couldn't get into the face with them. I had to see your face. You know what I'm saying? But the hair, you know what I'm saying? The messy hair. I don't know. I don't know. I was really feeling that. I was really feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. There, so there were more show than anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about the band. All right. Okay. Um. When it comes to the creative process, and, and, you know, like I haven't had a lot of bands uh, on the show at all. Um, I think probably one, probably one band, maybe two, maybe two bands. Uh, But when it comes to the creative process, uh, the creative processes and the writing of the music, is it a collaborative effort? Or, you know, I know you are on lead vocals, but I also know that there are several others that sing backup vocals. So, does one person sit down and write, or does everybody sit down and write, or does somebody write for the band? Well, no. We usually the 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 principal songwriters are myself and Robbie Wolf. Um, we come up with an with a an outline. I write ninety eight percent of the lyrics. Robbie actually wrote uh, a song called yeah uh, uh, called um, I'm sorry um, American Dream, which is going to be on our new record. That was his completely. We just revamped the chorus on it. But what usually ends up happening is I'll have an outline, and Robbie and I'll put together an outline of a song, and we'll bring it to Todd and and Corey, and the four of us will sit down and and map it out and and actually rehearse it and you know tweak it here or you know move things around to where we finally get to the finished product. And then um, we go to record. So it's just usually the four of us, but but we 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 basically refine it with the four of us. And Robbie and I come in with with three fourths of the song, uh, pretty much done. You know, so that's how we do it. Right, you've been together since well, three of you've been together since '98. Yeah. Uh huh. That's a long time. Um, ha- have you ever, like, had any, and, and I know you have um, because you're men, but, uh, and I know how it is working <laughs> with women, but, you know, has there ever been times where you just said, you know what, I want a solo career, like, I want to just do this thing on my own, or or has it always been, you know, um, no, I, I, well, that, we're, we're a band. We're gonna do this together. Like, well, yeah. Th- basically, um, the Reader's Digest version of that, an- of the answer to that is, we met in '97. <laughs> <laughs> we started playing together in '98, and we've gone through several different incarnations of different band names. We originally started with a uh, band called Angel Park, which is the three of us and a different drummer. I mean, we're like. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Spinal Tap, but it's a mock rock band where they've had like 10 different drummers, 20 different drummers, <laughs> and the, the bass player, the lead guitar player, and the lead singer all stick together, but they've had all these different drummers. That's kind of like us. <laughs> oh. Um, no, I know we, Spinal we, Tap, that they do, they pull the liquid out of your 
you know, I know that's spinal tap. <laughs> no, oh no, no. This this is called spinal. They're they're it's a mock mock band. They're not real, but they're really funny. It's it's a comedy. <laughs> so, but um, we 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 played together uh, off and on. And the thing is, is uh, in '07, I moved to Tucson, Arizona, with my wife, and um, she was from there, and so we moved out there to help her parents out and stuff. So we um we moved back here. I've got Crohn's disease actually. So I I I actually became disabled because of it um in uh let's see when was it? Uh 2010. So once um once I got diagnosed with that, I I mean, I I still played and everything. Luckily it hasn't stopped me as far as performing physically, thank God, you know, because it's Ooh, it's yeah. just one of those things where I just you just kind of have to deal with it. You know, there's not much I can do about it. But but once uh, I moved to Tucson in, in 07, and then um, I got signed to a – I put together a solo deal. And basically I modeled it – my whole business model was modeled after Bon Jovi's because um, I got – a lot of times if, if there's ever a member, you know, like – if you go see Michael Jackson, you're not going to remember who his bass player or drummer is. You know what I mean? If, if, so if he has to ever replace any to to go on the you know on on the road or anything, it's not going to be as detrimental to the whole band as a unit versus well, yeah, a whole I, band I, I outfit. Don't go see you know Michael what I'm saying? Jackson. I don't I don't want to go see Michael Jackson though. Uh-uh. He, he, well, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah, I mean it's like. <laughs> I, there's a reason I did it that way, you know. So, but at the same yeah, time, um, when right. when I got back and I and I I moved back to Vegas in in Las Vegas in uh, eighteen, and at the time I was I was recording, and I had Todd on drums that I have now, and um, we brought him in to record. And I thought he had another band at the time. I don't know what happened, but we ended up uh, bringing in another drummer at the time and then he left and we brought Todd back. So um, I knew that I, I wanted when I, when we start playing and touring and everything, I wanted a specific set of guys that I handpicked, you know, to play with me. So that's why I grabbed Corey and, and, and Robbie and Todd too. So um, I already knew we already had a, a, a really good chemistry together. So um we hadn't played together from like 07 or 06 maybe till about, I want to say 2010. They came out to, to Tucson and we played together one show. We opened up for Frank Hannon from Tesla and then they went back to Vegas. And then years later in 17, I got signed to my solo deal with Potomac records. And then I moved back to Vegas and the, and you know, here we are now. So that's kind of a, the history behind all of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that was just the filter question there. It threw me off. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, going back to your, your, uh, the creative processes and how um, you, you know, this, the songs are creative. Um, which song do you feel um, so far you have delivered your best performance on, um, either from an emotional or a technical point of view? That's a really good question. Um, gosh, there's so many that 
especially on this last record that, that's getting ready to come out, that really meant um, a lot to me as far as uh, writing lyrically and and performing too to to pull off the feeling to you know transfer it over to people. I, there, I, I, if I had to nail nail it down to just one, gosh, um, you know, I I would say a song called um, "Yesterday's Gone." That's a really good one. And, and there's another song called "Promise the Moon" that um, we we uh, we're we're putting on the new record. Another song called "Fire." I mean, there's a lot of them. It's just so hard to nail it down to one song. Um, our, our next single, Fire, I really, I wrote it about my wife, actually, and the lyrics mean a lot to me. So um, I think the performances are there, too. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully you guys will like it, too. <laughs> All right. So I, I kind of can gather why um, that you mentioned the last song, because uh, you gave a bit of an explanation. But now the first song that you mentioned, why? Why that song? Which, so which, which song? Which song was it? Was it "Promise the Moon" or "Promise the Moon"? Yeah, that that song had a lot of. Uh, it it's been with me a long time. A lot of these songs on our new record are old songs that we've 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 written uh, that we've written years ago that we brought back and we re updated them. Um, and I've had that song. Uh, I had a band in uh, Springfield, Missouri, where I was from, called China Blue, and that song was originally, uh, you know, a song that we'd written a long time ago, and uh, I brought that. I mean, I, I've been literally writing and playing that song since I was probably 20. So yeah, it's that one because of the history behind it more than anything. While we're talking about music, uh, I want to jump into um, the first track that we have of yours, um, and it's so long. Is this off of the up and coming project? Yeah this this song's called uh, this this song will be on our next album. Actually, it's it's not it's not going to be released on Yesterday's Gone. It'll be uh, we have another album that'll be coming out mid mid twenty twenty one. I'm guessing probably June or July. Um, and it's going to be called Second Chance. And originally, this was an on this was an EP that we had done on Potomac Records, but since that folded, uh, RFL is going to re-release those songs, and we're going to probably write two or three, four new new ones to add to that because it was originally an EP, but we're going to make it a full-length record. So that'll be released okay. later this year on on RFL. All right. So, what was the creative process like for so long? And what what is it about? We, well, um, it's it was again that was another song that that Robbie and I had written together, you know, ninety eight <laughs> something like that, and when we first started playing together, and um, we had rewritten the lyrics to make it basically, you know, it, it could be there's a whole wide range of things it can be about. I mean, I, I hate to pigeonhole just one specific topic, so. A lot of times the listeners can relate to it, and it could be di- completely different things, you know, topics that that um, we originally had in mind. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I like mm-hmm. to write write in a bit of a broad stroke. So there's not there's not one pigeonhole type thing on any, anything. A lot of people can relate to it. So I mean, is that's that's kind of the goal when 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 I write is 
is to make okay. it relatable to as many people as possible, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I I wrote it originally. Robbie and I actually wrote the words to that. Um, it could mean, you know, a relationship that maybe didn't pan out how you wanted to, you know, to to uh, whatever. I mean, that's that was the original goal we had in mind. Um, but again, I like to, I like to write with a broad stroke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you will go ahead and introduce your track to the listening audience, we'll get it queued up, ready to play. Thank you so much. This is a track of ours called So Long by the Jeff Carlson Band. Thanks.
Well, I'm telling you, you guys, you, you guys know what I'm doing. Um, if you're just tuning in, you are, oh, you're live right here on Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. Guys, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Um, you tuned in, yes, <laughs> with my special guest, Jeff Carlson of the Jeff Carlson Band, and that right there was so long. Look, I make it a habit not to listen to music of my guests prior to the show because I want to be, you know, as excited to hear the music, um, to like the music or to hate the music. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm just like my listening <laughs> audience. And so I had not heard, Jim, well, you know, I actually heard a little bit of Jukebox Hero because I was curious because I liked the title. So I was real curious. So I heard a little bit. There's only like 30 seconds of it that I had not heard so long. And so Jeff Carlson's band, I could actually sit down. I think I can listen to them. I honestly do. Um, there's a lot of um, rock bands that I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I, I could not listen to them now. For one, I suffer from migraines. I can't listen to a lot of loud music. I just can't do it. Aww. And I would say that about, you know, a lot of rap music. I can't um, listen to it. I, I can't get into the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this new stuff, you know, I can't listen to it. Um, but I could listen to the Jeff Carlson band. I liked so long. It didn't. It Thank was you. not overpowering. There wasn't a lot of screaming and hollering. You know what I'm saying? I always loved the guitar solos, you know, and I always loved the drummers. Um, but yeah, I liked so long. I liked so Thank long. Thank you. I did. I did. <laughs> well, I got. Yes. I got to say, welcome. you know, can I just give a shout out to uh, the Go the ahead, guys in my band? My you know. I gotta catch my uh, breath. Go ahead, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, Corey, and Todd. Man, those guys truly make this um, our own unique uh, sound and 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 our own uh, vibe. Because without them, I mean, it it just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same, and it wouldn't be as good. I don't think you know. So I really is you know really got to give them credit. They all really bring a lot to the table, and without them, I'm kind of dead in the water, you know, so to speak. So I really want to thank them, man. And I want to, yeah. I want to thank uh, Nolan Hodges, my manager, and John Mahuka uh, from RFL, and Douglas Franklin from RFL, and Sam Bone from RFL. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know any of them, but I will shout out Sam Bone. I do know that my assistant is in constant contact with Sam Bone, so um, – <laughs> We always have to shout. We always have to She's shout Sam awesome. out um, because they are in constant contact. So yes, and shout out to mm-hmm. Jeff, Robbie, and Corey um, because you know just the Jeff Carlson bands, and I, I get it. You know you're Jeff, but there wouldn't be this band. You know you you lead and you play the guitar, but you know you need those other gentlemen as well, and everybody that works behind the scenes. You know as well um, to make this band so successful. I would have to you know, say shout out and give all of you, you know, your due respect. So thank you all. Absolutely. You know, I know I'm just a quarterback, so. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we need a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? But we also need um, defense. We need offense, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So yeah. All of you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now I know that you all have performed with um, many, many, many credible artists as we have read in your bio um, so every performance uh-huh. has had to be an amazing experience. Um, but which it was. would you say 
has made the biggest impact on the career um, of the Jeff Carlson band? You know, um, it's not just one performance. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want a Grammy or something like that, which, by the way, we did get on <laughs> last year for Screaming Inside. We got um, – we didn't make the final five on the on the ballot, but we did make it through um, a lot of the voting uh, that, the, oh, really? on the ballot. Yeah, yeah, last year, yeah. So, yeah, and, that, and that, I used to have a – company uh called uh big noise now they were um ran by a guy by the name of al gomes and he's really cool he helped us get there and um hopefully we'll see hopefully we'll get a grammy eventually (laughs) yes so yeah so yeah (laughs) but as far as like one gig i mean when i first um I opened up for Frank Hannon from Tesla in, in Tucson, and um, I got up and I sang one of his songs, a Tesla song, with him on stage after we got done playing, and that opened the doors for him and I to, uh, you know, become friends. And you know, eventually I got to jam with him, and and he recorded on our uh, jukebox hero. So I mean, that's that's kind of forged a really cool friendship, which I'm honored to be to know the guy. I mean, he's one of the nicest, most down to earth, most talented guys I've ever known in the music business, you know? So it's, it's cool to be his friend, man. That's all I can say. Him and Mark Slaughter, both Mark Slaughter is another one that was really cool. I got to play with him in Tucson as well. We did a solo show of his and I played lead guitar with him. So that was a lot of fun, you know, but um, as far as this band goes, we played house of blues here in, in Las Vegas last August great show man we had so much fun and hopefully we'll be back there doing it again so wow <laughs> that's all i can say wow <laughs> when you think of um when you think of rock and roll and and the heavy metal you think of loud screaming um guitars blaring um well okay at least at least i do um uh-huh. But you think of not a fan being in their seats, you know, that type of atmosphere. Um, but have sure. you ever got to a venue where the audience may not have really known who JCB was? And when you stepped on the stage, you weren't met with this type of enthusiasm? Like the audience just looked at you like tired and bored? Like, what did you do? <laughs> well, I've I've never done a whole show like that. Now I've done plenty of shows where where they they haven't known who we are, and I've had to what I would say prove myself, you know. And by the by the time the song the set's over, I get reaction, you know. I get I connect with them, and that's to me what it's all about is connection. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're gonna run into that no matter who it is if if if. If they're not if they if they're not familiar with you, but it's up to the artist. In my opinion, it's up to us to make sure that you when we get done playing, you guys at least enjoy yourself watching us. If, even if you don't know one song, you know. I mean, it's all about performance and connection with the audience, you know. So um, I haven't really had a full gig like that. I mean, like I say, I've I've done several gigs where you know, they don't know who we are or whatever. And they're just kind of like, okay, next, you know, they're not there to see us, but at the end of the set, you know, <laughs> it, 
I try to I try to have them leave and go. Oh, who who was that? that they were pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of the goal. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get into your next track that I have, and that's Jukebox Hero. Now I know that this okay. is a remake of Foreigner's Jukebox Hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it does feature Tesla's Frank Hannon on lead guitar. How did that? Mm-hmm. You know, how did that all come about? I know that you just said, you know, Frank's a, a cool guy. Did you just jump on the phone and? Hey, can I get you on the chat? No, it wasn't that easy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, Frank and I have known each other since 2010. So um, in November of 19, Tesla was on a break. They weren't touring um, at that point. And he he lives in Sacramento, which is um, about, I don't know, eight or nine hours from Vegas. So I I just flew up there. He called me, and he was like, hey, man. I got this gig coming up at a private party. You want to do a whole set of Tesla songs, sing them. And I'm like, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, do it. I'll be right there. <laughs> so, so yeah, man, it was, it was really cool. So I went up and we did it and it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was, if I would have told, you know, my 16 year old self, I'd be, you know, on stage playing with, with, Right. One of my he- guitar heroes, I w- my head would have probably exploded, you know, <laughs> but it was so yeah. much fun. So so fast forward to uh, December, the next month, um, I got back to Vegas and everything, and, and I knew we were going to record uh, a version of Jukebox Hero, and I thought to myself, I'm like, man, that would be so great if Frank could play lead on it. So um, we, uh, so I basically, I, I had my uh, producer... Um, he recorded it and sent him the stems of, of, uh, of the whole song and Frank recorded the lead in his studio at home and sent it back to me. And, and, uh, here we are, man, you know, so it was a lot of fun. It really was. Wow. Hey, you go ahead and introduce this track to our listening audience. <laughs> hey, this is Jeff Carlson of the Jeff Carlson band and you're listening to Jukebox Hero. Oh! <laughs> 
Um, then go back and listen. <laughs> so we'll be doing that all night, just comparing. But that solo, oh my gosh, like oh. <laughs> yeah, he can play. <laughs> Jesus, oh yeah. Wait till you hear on the new record we. And tell us what we redid a journey song on the new record. Which song? Um, we we redid a journey song on the on the new record that's going to be coming out too, and I, it's called Lado Day, and uh, Mark Slaughter is going to be playing lead guitar on that one too. Uh oh. Uh oh, so. guys. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with with Mark Slaughter, so uh, yeah, and and I know Frank Hannon, <laughs> I know the name. Of course, I know Tesla. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, familiar with Mark Slaughter, and you know. I'm start off good because we um had a gig scheduled at the house of blues here with tesla april 17th of 2020 and it got canceled because of it so that was a real bummer but we're gonna hopefully we'll we'll get it rescheduled when they when they start touring again so we'll we'll see what happens but on 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 the uh, flip side of that it, it it enabled us to really spend time and and write uh, and really put the time into creating the best album we possibly could and not feel like we're under a time constraint because um, I think a lot of times, you know, especially young, you, a lot of these bands, they they have their whole lives to write the first record. And then a lot of times with some of the bigger labels, what they'll do is they'll say, well, you've got six weeks to write an- another record, <laughs> the second record. And to make it as good as the first one is tough to do unless you've got right. a whole backlog of songs, you know. So we were right. real fortunate as far as that goes. We we really took our time and did a lot of the detail work that normally we wouldn't have had time to do. So we're real happy with what we've done as far as this 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 new record will be the best stuff we've ever done. I honestly firmly believe that. Um because we did really take the time to really detail it like it should have been, you know? So I, I'm real happy with that. Um, you know, it's kind of been a bummer. I, I was doing live streams for a while, um, acoustic shows. And to me, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the, it's all about the song. It sounds good on an acoustic guitar. As far as being um, a songwriter, that's, that's where it starts in, starts with me is on acoustic guitar you know and and if you can write really well on that and convey you know feeling over on that then it's only going to get better electric you know that's kind of how I look at it so I mean we really miss uh playing but at the same time it's like it is I hate that saying but there's not much it's kind of out of our hands until 
until uh, places start to open back up and we can actually start start playing again. So, but one thing is for sure is we've used this time to be um, as as polished as we possibly can be before we come back out again, which is really cool. That I, I tried to, you know, and um, because there's nothing worse than not being prepared. So right, right. I try to use use the time to prepare us as much as possible. So when the time does come, where we can start playing again, we're we're on eleven, man. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, and what way does does the band give um give back to the community? Do you all have any? Does your platform have? you know, organizations that you sponsor or um, an organization that you're affiliated That's, with? Um, not not, not yet, but, um, I mean, you know, we've done shows before for charities. You know, uh, I, I'm a big – I love animals, man, and I, I would give anything to give back to, um, you know, like Rick Springfield – I don't know if you're familiar with him. You know, Jesse's girl, <laughs> he's a yes. huge supporter of, of uh nonprofit for animals, you know, adopt a pet type of thing. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where my heart's at too. You know, I mean, animals are where it's at. They're so amazing. I wish people were more like animals <laughs> as far as unconditional love, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> And, you know, I've always had reptiles um, growing up, and they're they're a little different than your fur babies. And it wasn't until yeah, I don't think I, I they they scare me too bad. I I don't I'm a I hate snakes. I'm sorry. I know it just goes against what I was saying, but a good snake to me is behind the glass, away from me. <laughs> they scare me to death, man. <laughs> No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah, Her babies I, are worth that for me. I have, I have strange, people call it a strange affinity, but yeah, I have an affinity for for <laughs> snakes. Um, but my children, you know, it wasn't until my children um, got their first dog, and, and I realized that, you know, he he suffers from seizures. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Everything that, you know, he has to go through and, you know, um, how – how he he takes medication, you know, the same medication that sure. we take, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. how, you know, my, my oldest son, it's actually his dog when he deployed um, in 2019, you know, how he went through like emotional distress and, you know, he mm. was going through depression and, you know, we had him and he, he missed him, you know, like you don't realize that these animals go through, Things just like humans do. I, I never realized. Oh, I know. I, you always see you, pets have always like dogs and cats have always been around, but I didn't pay attention to one until one was in my home. Um, that they sure. go through the exact same things that humans do, and so it it just changed my perspective, you know, on um, on fur babies, you know, um, when I had one living yeah. with me. So I, I really understand um, where you're coming from. Um, so what's next? for the Jeff Carlson band? <laughs> well, um, our next single, Fire, will be released March 19th. Um, have all your audience check it out when they have time, and, and um, as soon as it's ready for pre-order, 
Um, go to go to our website, jeffcarlsonband.com. Go to Facebook, um, Jeff Carlson Band on Facebook. We also have a fan page called JCB Army on Facebook. Um, and as soon as that's ready, available, um, we'll let you guys know. The album called Yesterday's Gone, that will be released, I believe, April 23rd. Um, so that'll be, we're looking forward to that. And hopefully by that point, we can start booking shows again and start playing again. So that's the net, that's the big goal right there is to just get out and, you know, play to a live audience. I mean, we're, we're all in the same boat on that one. We all miss the contact of a live audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did a live stream with the band when, uh, and the hardest thing about that is trying to, feel like there's you're playing to an audience when there's nobody there it's you have to kind of dig right. deep for that it's not the same feeling at all man <laughs> i'm but, sure <laughs> but hey you know at the end of the day if, it's all about the fans i mean if, if somebody out there likes what we're doing that's all i can ever ask for i'm, I'm very grateful for any sort of um you know acceptance as far as com- as uh, music goes, you know? Yeah. Well, last but not least, Jeff, there's someone who's listening now, an aspiring rock artist, and they say to themselves, you know what? I've listened to this interview. I've listened to, um, you know, their tracks. I've actually gone to the website and I've seen, you know, everything that they've done. I've, I've actually heard some of their interviews, you know, and I feel that I have exactly what it takes to become this amazing artist. You know, I actually have a few, you know, guys, and we we, we are starting to form a band of our own. Um, but I actually don't even know the next steps that I need to take to even make this happen. Uh, what words or piece of advice could you offer to this aspiring artist to say, hey, this is what you need to do uh, to make that dream a reality. Well, um, it's funny you asked that. I, I asked the same exact question to Gene Simmons of Kiss at one time. Um, I actually got to sing with them. If you go on our Patreon channel um, you can and you subscribe, you can see where I actually sang with Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley from Kiss. Um, but Gene told me, I said, what does it take to make it? I said, uh, you know, so many things out there that that make it hard to to break through, you know, in today's world. He said, he told me, he said, just um, believe in yourself and don't keep looking over your shoulder to try to fit in this week's fad. He goes, we've never been in style. We just do what we do and it'll find its place. And more than anything, belief in yourself is is key and you got to just don't ever give up. You know, if you, if you surround yourself with people who are on the same wavelength mentally and musically, um, eventually you will get there. You just have to keep doing what you love doing and, and right from the heart and um, surround yourself with people who believe in you just as much as you do. So that's kind of the best, uh, specific answer I can say, you know, um, just don't give up, man. Wow. Awesome. Awesome <laughs> work of encouragement, um, inspiration 
um, and advice. And guys, when when we have the guests on the show and they drop these gems, please don't sit on them. Make sure that you soak up everything that they they give you. And and you know, don't just make them, you know, don't apply them to only your music career. Make them applicable to all parts of your life. Um, because you know, it, it's just not about your music career, but all of that intertwines together. All right. Thank you again. Yeah, Jeff, absolutely. For this Thank evening. you. It has been amazing. Um, I've learned some things myself, um, and I'm excited for um, Fire. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait for the release of the project. April, um, you definitely have a fan over here at Indie Fire, and we say to all of our guests, once you're on the show, your family, you're welcome back at any time. I can't wait. Um, for the world to open back up, hopefully to see you guys perform with Tesla. Uh, please keep me uh, in the loop. I want to. I want to see this performance. I. I do. I. I, I got to be there wherever it is. I got to be there. I do. I do. I do. You may have to come uh, out to Vegas. <laughs> hey, it's not but a thing. You know what? You tell me. Let me know. I will be there. <laughs> Just a call. You got, got it. You, I will be there. I'm telling you, I will be there. <laughs> well, and one last thing I got to say is I got to give credit to the man upstairs because uh, without him, I wouldn't be here. I actually died for almost three minutes on an operating table in 2001 because of uh, uh, my Crohn's disease had gotten so bad. So oh. it helps to have a strong belief system, put it that way. Oh, my. You know, it really does. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely, and it is not very often that I get a guest that knows from where their help comes from, and they actually give honor to where it is due. So, yes, uh, I'm with you on that right there. Um, um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you again, Jeff, for being here with me this evening. Uh, guys, make sure you're right back here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday uh, the 11th, yes, Urban Fiction author V. Cole will be here with us. And then back here again, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday for the annual anti-Valentine's Day show. You don't want to miss it. All right? You guys have an amazing evening. Jeff, you have a good night. Thank you. Good night.